Book three, chapter three of A Family of Noblemen by Mikhail Saltikov Shedrin. Translated by Avram Yarmolinsky, eighteen ninety to nineteen seventy five. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Book three, Family Accounts Settled, chapter three. It was the end of November as far as i could see the ground was covered with a white shroud a blizzard rained in the night outdoors the biting wind drove the snow piled up huge snowdrifts in an instant lashed the snow higher and higher covering every object and filling the air with a wailing the village the church the nearby woods all vanished in the whirling snowy mist the wind howled in the trees of the ancient golovliovo orchard but inside the landlord's manor it was warm and cosy in the dining-room there was a samovar on the table around it were arina petrovna porfiry vladimirych and yevpraxia to one side stood a card-table with tattered cards on it the open door from the dining-room led on one side to the ikon room all flooded with light from the ikon lamps on the other to the master's study where an icon lamp was also burning before an image the rooms were overheated and stuffy the odour of olive oil and of the charcoal burning in the samovar filled the air yevpraxia seated in front of the samovar was engaged in rinsing the cups and drying them with a dish-towel the samovar made spirited music now humming aloud with all its might now falling into a doze as it were and snoring clouds of steam escaped from under the cover and wrapped the teapot in a mist the three at the table were conversing well how many times were you the fool to-day arina petrovna asked yevpraxia i shouldn't have been fool once if i hadn't given in i wanted to please you you see answered yevpraxia oh fiddlesticks i remember how pleased you were last time when i bombarded you with threes and fives you see i am not porfiry vladimirych he makes it easy for you hands only one at a time but i my dear have no reason to yes indeed you were playing foul well i say i never do such things no who was it i caught a little while ago who wanted to slip through a seven of clubs and an eight of hearts and call them a pair well i saw it myself and i myself showed you up while talking yevpraxia rose to remove the teapot from the samovar and turned her back to arina petrovna my what a back you have god bless you arina petrovna exclaimed in involuntary admiration yes a wonderful back yudushka repeated mechanically my back again aren't you ashamed of yourself what has my back done to you yevpraxia turned her back first to the right then to the left and smiled her back was her joy a few days before even the cook savelich an old man had looked at her admiringly and said well well what a back just like a hearth-plate she did not be it noticed complain to porfiry vladimirych about the cook's remark the cups were filled with tea over and over again and the samovar grew silent meanwhile the snowstorm became fiercer and fiercer a veritable cataract of snow struck the window-panes every now and then and wild sobs ran at intervals down the chimney-flue the storm seems to be in real earnest said arina petrovna listen to it howling and whining oh well let it whine the blizzard keeps on whining and we keep on drinking tea 
that's how it is mother dear replied porfiry vladimirych it must be a terrible thing for one to be out in the fields now yes it may be terrible to some but what do we care some feel cold and dreary but we are bright and cheery we sit here and sip our tea with sugar and cream and lemon and should we want tea with rum we can have it with rum yes but suppose just a moment mother dear i say it is very bad in the open now there is no road or path everything is wiped out and then wolves but here we are warm and cosy afraid of nothing we just keep sitting here quietly and peacefully if we want to play a little game of cards we play cards we want to have some hot tea well then we have tea we won't drink more than we want to but we may drink to our heart's content and why all this because mother dear god's mercy is with us were it not for him the king of kings maybe we too would now be wandering in the fields in the cold and the darkness in a shabby little coat a flimsy little girdle bast shoes oh come now what do you mean bast shoes we are gentlefolk surely in any circumstances we can afford decent footwear do you know why we were born in the gentry mother dear all because god's mercy was with us were it not for that we would now be in a hut and it would be lighted not by a candle but by a lucina and as to tea or coffee we wouldn't dare dream about them i would be patching my miserable little bast shoes and you would be getting ready to sup off thin cabbage soup and yevpraxia would be weaving tick and on top of it all maybe the desyatsky would come to press us and the wagon into service oh yes catch the desyatsky coming on a night like this who knows mother dear and maybe the regiments would come maybe there would be war or mutiny the regiments must be there on the dot the other day for instance the chief of police was telling me napoleon the third had died so you may be sure the french will be up to some mischief again naturally our soldiers will have to make for the front at once and you friend peasant will have to get your wagon out quick never mind cold blizzard and snowdrifts you go if the authorities tell you to and if you know what is good for you but we don't you see will be spared a while they won't turn us out with the wagon yes who dares deny it the mercy the lord has shown us is great that's just what i say god mother dear is everything he gives us wood to burn and food to eat it's all his doing we think we buy things ourselves and pay our own hard cash but when you look into it more deeply and reckon it up and figure it out it's all he it's all god if it be his will we'll have nothing here for instance i would like to have some fine little oranges i would have some myself and would offer one to my mother dear would give an orange to everyone i have the money to buy oranges suppose i produce some coin and say here let me have some oranges but god says halt man then here i am a philosopher without cucumbers they laughed that's all talk said yevpraxia my uncle was sexton at the uzpenya church in posochnoye you may be sure he was as pious a man as ever was so i think god ought to have done something for him but he was caught in a snowstorm out in the fields and froze to death all the same that's just my point if such is god's will you will freeze to death and if such is not his will you will remain alive there are prayers that please god and there are prayers that do not please him if a prayer pleases god it will reach him if it does not you may as well not pray at all i remember in eighteen twenty four i was travelling and was pregnant with pavel it was in the month of december and i was going to moscow just a moment mother dear let me finish about the prayers 
a man prays for everything for he needs everything he needs some butter and some cabbage and some gherkins well in a word he needs everything sometimes he doesn't need the thing but in his human weakness he prays for it all the same but god from above sees better you pray for butter and he gives you cabbage or onions you are after fair and warm weather and he sends you rain and hail what you have to do is to understand it all and not complain last september for example we prayed god for frost so that the winter corn might not rot but god you see sent no frost and our winter corn rotted away it certainly did rot away remarked arina petrovna commiseratingly the peasants winter fields at novinki weren't worth a straw they'll have to plough them all over and plant spring corn that's just it here we are planning and philosophizing and figuring it one way and trying it another way but god in a trice reduces all our plots and plans to dust you mother dear wanted to tell us something that happened to you in eighteen twenty four what was it i really don't remember i suppose i wanted to tell you again about god's mercy i don't remember my friend i don't well you'll recall it some other time if god is willing and while the blizzard is whirling out there you'd better have some jam dear this is cherry jam from the golovliovo orchard yevpraxia herself put it up i am already helping myself to some i must admit cherry jam is a rare thing with me now years ago i used to indulge every now and then but now your golovliovo cherries are fine so large and juicy no matter how hard i tried to grow them at dubrovino they wouldn't come did you add some french brandy to the jam yevpraxia of course i did followed your directions another thing i meant to ask you how do you pickle cucumbers do you use cardamoms arina petrovna thought a bit then made a gesture of perplexity i don't remember my dear i think i used to put cardamoms in now i don't my pickling now is not much but i used to put cardamoms in yes i remember very well now when i get home i'll look among the recipes maybe i'll find it when i had my strength i used to make a note of everything if i liked something somewhere i would ask how it was made write it on a piece of paper and then try it at home i once learned a secret such a secret that the man who knew it was offered a thousand roubles to tell he wouldn't do it and i gave the housekeeper a quarter and she told me every bit of it yes mother dear in your day you certainly were a wizard well i don't know if i was a wizard but i can thank the lord i didn't squander my fortune i kept adding to it even now i taste of my righteous labors it was i who planted the cherry trees in golovliovo thanks for it mother dear many thanks eternal thanks from me and my descendants that's what i say yudushka rose went to mother dear and kissed her hand and thanks to you too that you take your mother's welfare to heart yes your provisions are fine very fine well how do my provisions compare you used to have provisions perfectly stunning my what cellars and not an empty spot yes i used to have provisions i may as well be frank about it mine was a well-stocked house and as to the many cellars i had well the household was much larger ten times as many mouths as you have to-day take the domestics alone every one had to be fed and provided for gherkins for one cider for another little by little bit by bit and it mounts up yes those were good times plenty of everything grain and fruit all in abundance we used to save more manure that is why no mother dear that is not the reason it was god's blessing that's what it was i remember father once brought an apple from the orchard 
and it surprised everybody it was too big to be put on a plate well i don't remember that i know generally that apples used to be fine but that they were the size of a plate that i don't remember i do remember though that we caught a carp in the dubrovino pond weighing twenty pounds yes i remember that carps and fruit everything was large then i remember the watermelons the gardener ivan used to get they were as big as this yudushka stretched out his arms in a circle pretending he could not embrace the imaginary watermelon yes those were watermelons watermelons my friend are according to the year one year you get lots of them and they are good another year they are poor and few in some years you don't get any at all well it depends upon the lucky ground too on the estate of grigory alexandrovitch for example nothing came up no fruit and no berries nothing only melons nothing but melons used to come up then he had god's blessing from melons why yes certainly you can't get along without god's blessing you can't run away from it either arina petrovna finished her second cup and cast glances at the card table yevpraxia too was burning with impatience to have a hand at cards but the plans were thwarted by arina petrovna herself she suddenly recollected something i have a bit of news for you she declared i received a letter from the orphans yesterday and you kept it to yourself all this time and only just thought of it i suppose they are hard up do they ask for money no they do not here read it you'll like it arina petrovna produced a letter from her pocket and gave it to yudushka who read aloud please grandma don't send us any more turkeys or hens don't send us money either but invest the money we are not at moscow but at kharkov we've gone on the stage and in summer we are going to travel to the fairs i aninka made my debut in pericola and lubinka in pansies i was called out several times especially after the scene where pericola comes out and sings i am ready 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 lubinka made a hit too the director put me on a salary of one hundred roubles a month and a benefit performance at kharkov and lubinka at seventy-five a month and a benefit the coming summer at a fair besides we get gifts from army officers and lawyers the lawyers sometimes though give you counterfeit money and you have to be careful and you dear granny can have pogorelka all to yourself we will never come there again we don't understand how people can live there we had the first snow here yesterday and we had troika rides with the lawyers one looks like plovako my just stunning he put a glass of champagne on his head and danced a trepak it's jolly beats anything i've seen the other one isn't so handsome he looks a little like yazikov from st petersburg just think after he read the collection of the best russian songs and romances his imagination became unstrung and he got so weak that he fainted in the courtroom and so we spend almost every day in the company of army officers and lawyers we go on rides and dine and sup in the best restaurants and pay nothing and you granny dear don't be stingy and use up everything growing in pogorelka corn chickens mushrooms we shall be very glad to send some money good-bye our gentlemen have just arrived they have come to take us driving again darling divine farewell aninka and i too lubinka yudushka spat in disgust and returned the letter for a while arina petrovna was pensive and silent mother dear you haven't answered them yet no not yet i just got the letter yesterday i came here on purpose to show it to you but between this and that i almost forgot all about it 
Don't answer it. It's best not to. How can I? I must account to them. Pogorelka is theirs, you know. Yudushka also became pensive. A sinister plan flashed through his mind. And I keep wondering how they will preserve themselves in that foul den, Arina Petrovna continued. You know how it is in these things. Once you stumble, you can't get your maiden honor back. Go hunt for it. Oh, much they need it, Yudushka snarled back. Still, you know, honor is a girl's best treasure, one may say. Who will marry a girl without it? Nowadays, mother dear, unmarried people live like married ones. Nowadays they laugh at the precepts of religion. They get married without benefit of clergy, like heathens. They call it civil marriage. Yudushka suddenly recollected that he, too, was living in sinful relationship with a daughter of the clergy. Well, of course, sometimes you can't help it, he hastened to add. If a man, let us say, is in full vigor and a widower, in an emergency the law itself is often modified. Yes, of course, when hard-pressed a snipe sings like a nightingale, even saints sin when sorely tried, let alone us mortals. Yes, that's just it. Do you know what I would do if I were you? Yes, tell me, please tell me. I would insist that they make Pogorelka over to you in full legal fashion. Arina Petrovna looked at him in fright. Well, I have a deed giving me the full powers and rights of a manager. Manager is not enough. You ought to get a deed that would entitle you to sell and mortgage it in a word to dispose of the property as you see fit. Arina Petrovna lowered her eyes and remained silent. Of course, it is a matter that requires deliberation. Think it over, mother dear, Yudushka insisted. But Arina Petrovna said nothing. Though age had considerably dulled her powers of judgment, she was somehow uneasy about Yudushka's insinuations. She was afraid of Yudushka, and loath to part with the warmth, spaciousness, and abundance that reigned at Golovliovo. But at the same time, she felt that Yudushka had something up his sleeve when he spoke of the Pogorelka deed and was casting a new snare. The situation grew so embarrassing that she began to scold herself inwardly for having shown him the letter. Happily, Yevpraxia came to the rescue. Well, are we going to play cards or not, she asked. Yes, come on, come on, Arina Petrovna hurried them and jumped up quickly. On her way to the card table, a new thought dawned upon her. Do you know what day it is, she turned to Porfiry Vladimirych. The 23rd of November, Yudushka replied, somewhat nonplussed. Yes, the 23rd. Do you remember what happened on the 23rd of November? You have forgotten about the requiem, haven't you? Porfiry Vladimirych turned pale and made the sign of the cross. Oh, Lord, did you ever, he exclaimed, really? Is that so? Just a moment. Let's look at the calendar. In a few minutes he had brought the calendar and taken out a sheet of paper inserted in it, on which was written, November 23rd, the death of my dear son Vladimir. Rest in peace, beloved dust, till the joyous morn, and pray the Lord for your father who will never fail to have memorial services performed on this day. There now, said Porfiry Vladimirich. Ah, Volodya, you are not a good son. You are a wicked son. You haven't prayed for your papa in heaven, it seems, and so he has lost his memory. What are we going to do about it, mother dear? It is not so terrible, after all. You can have the requiem service tomorrow. A requiem and a mass. We'll have both of them sung. It is all my fault. I am old and have lost my memory. I came on purpose to remind you, but on my way it slipped my mind. 
ah what a sin it is a good thing the icon lamps are burning it is as if it had dawned on me from above today is not a holiday but the lamps have been left burning ever since the day of presentation the other day yevpraxia came over to me and asked do you think i ought to put out the side icon lamps and i as if a voice were speaking to me from within thought a while and said don't touch them let them burn and now i see what it all meant well it is good at least the lamps have been burning it is some relief to the soul where will you sit will you be my partner or will you join your queen but mother dear i don't know if it's proper oh yes it is sit down god will forgive you it wasn't done on purpose with evil intentions it was just because you forgot it may happen even to saints tomorrow you see we'll rise with the sun and stand throughout the mass and have the requiem sung all as it should be his soul will rejoice that good people remembered him and we will be at peace because we did our duty that's the way to do my friend no use worrying i'll always say in the first place worry will not bring you back your son and in the second place it is a sin before god yudushka yielded to the persuasiveness of these words and kissed his mother's hands ah mother mother you have a golden soul really if not for you what would i do now it would be the end of me that's all i just wouldn't know what to do and would go under porfiry vladimirych gave orders for tomorrow's ceremony and all sat down to play they played one hand out then another arina petrovna became heated and denounced yudushka because he had been handing yevpraxia only one card at a time in the intervals between the deals yudushka abandoned himself to reminiscences of his dead son and how kind he was he said he wouldn't take a thing without permission if he needed paper may i have some paper papa yes you may my friend or won't you be so kind father dear as to order carps for breakfast if you wish it my friend ah Volodya, my son you were a good lad in every way but it was not good of you to leave your father a few more hands were played and yudushka again gave vent to his reminiscences and pray what in the world happened to him i really can't understand it he lived quietly and nicely was a joy to me it couldn't have been better and all of a sudden bang what a sin what a sin just think of it mother dear what a deed his very life the gift of the heavenly father why what for what did he lack was it money i think i never held back his allowance even my enemies will not dare say that about me well and if his allowance was not enough i couldn't help it your father's money wasn't stolen money if you haven't enough money well learn to restrain yourself you can't always be eating cookies you must sometimes be content with simpler fare yes you must your father for example expected some money the other day and then the manager comes and says the torpenlovskoya peasants won't pay their rent well i couldn't help it i wrote a complaint to the justice of the peace ah volodya volodya no you were not a good boy you deserted your poor father left him an orphan the livelier the game the more copious and sentimental yudushka's reminiscences and how bright he was i remember once he was laid up with the measles he was no more than seven years old my late sasha came over to him and he says mother mother is it true that only angels have wings well she said yes only angels why he asked did father have wings when he came here a while ago yudushka remained the fool with as many as eight cards on his hands among them the ace king and queen of trumps 
Peals of laughter rose. Yudushka was displeased, but he affably joined in the merriment. In the midst of the general excitement, Arina Petrovna suddenly grew silent and listened attentively. Stop, be quiet. Somebody is coming, she said. Yudushka and Yevpraksia listened, but heard no sound. I tell you, somebody is coming. Listen, listen. Someone is coming and he is not far off. They listened again, and surely there was a faint tinkling in the distance, which the wind brought nearer one moment and carried away the next. Five minutes later, the bells were distinctly heard. The sound of them was followed by voices in the courtyard. The young master, Pyotr Porfirich, has arrived, came from the antechamber. Yudushka rose and remained standing, dumbfounded and pale as death. End of Book 3, Chapter 3, Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine